This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Hey, good morning, golfers across this country of ours. It's Saturday morning, and I don't know where you are, um, but it's... There's two words, Adam Scully. Producer Adam Scully is in here with us again, and uh, Mark Sakino is away. He'll hear from him a little bit. We will, yes. He's, yes. But there are two words that every golfer hates to hear at this time of year. You know what it is? Frostalite? You got it. Wow. <laughs> We're on, we, we didn't even plan that. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's funny, actually. Um, I, I received an, an email from our, my golf club saying there was a Frostalite an hour ago, but now it's been lifted already. Already. So, yeah. so that's good. Well, it, it, on the good side, it's getting lighter out. Yeah. Uh, earlier, so yeah, you golf start a little earlier, but uh, it hasn't warmed up here in southern no. Ontario, southwestern Ontario. It's uh, wet and cold. It's wet and cold. Uh, I mean, today's supposed to get up to 14, That's so uh, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a little breezy out there, but I know like Monday's supposed to be a little chillier. Um, and this is almost, uh, it could be a potential preview to the PGA Championship next week at Bethpage, where temperatures in the States are supposed to be around the low to mid-60s uh, in New York. The last forecast I checked, and it's supposed to be wet, uh, which isn't surprising given it's May in New York. So uh, I'm really curious, I'm sure we'll get into that a little later in the show, but just how that's going to affect the play of Bethpage, which is you know such a tough golf course. Well, the uh, weather forecast out there next week has temperatures getting into the high teens. 17 on Thursday, 17 on Friday, 18 on Saturday, but the lows are pretty low. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, 10, 11, and 12. And I did notice that uh, the starting times are yeah. pretty early. They're like 6.30 or 6.40. I think Adam Hadwin is off at 6, just on, before on Friday, 7 o'clock yeah, on the yeah. first round on yeah. Thursday or yeah. something. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the weather now, holds up. Now, has in your years, have you ever seen a frost delay at a major championship? Uh, yes, I have, actually. Oh. Um, a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, I yeah. want to say. There was a yeah. little bit of a delay one time. <laughs> um, it's not... The weather forecast, by the way, is not great in, in Long Island here either. Uh, so starting this week, it's going to rain Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, oh, and on perfect. Thursday as well. Oh, great. But, yeah, I have seen frost delays. It hasn't been too many. But, yeah, um, yeah. They, I saw they were wearing toques down in Texas. That looked cold. I wonder if if, uh, if Mark Zucchino, who's down there, brought a beanie <laughs> and, you know, the snow pants and everything. Yeah, and... you never know, right? <laughs> he might have to bundle up and keep, a little, keep that little head of his warm. <laughs> uh, we've got a busy show today. We we're going to um, hear some audio from Rory McIlroy, who was um, on the telephone at the RBC Canadian Open Media Day on Monday, and he has shared some thoughts about playing at, uh, at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Some questions that we had a little interview with him. Uh, Scott Pritchard, who's the uh, vice president of the PGA Tour Canada, McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, mm-hmm. is going to stop by as well. We're going to hear from him about uh, the upcoming season, which is getting underway pretty soon. A couple weeks, yeah, May 20th, right. yeah. Uh, and I had a chance to chat with Corey Connors, so we're going to hear from him as he gets set for his second major of the year and his first time at the PGA Championship. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear mm-hmm. some of his thoughts. He, he was out at playing Hamilton as well. Yeah, he was at Hamilton, and you know, and that golf course just seems to you know match his game a little bit. I, I think there could be something. You know, there's going to be a lot of pressure there, obviously, but it's not a bomber's paradise. You're going to have to plot your way around the golf course, and and he's uh, he's one of the great ball strikers on tour, really. And and they're they're going to grow that rough out a little more than it already is. Um, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm, ho- sure. I'm hoping the course will heal from Media Day on mm, Monday, the time mm. before the uh, the pros show up. Well. 
I know you were close to breaking the course record. <laughs> yeah, but it was for the high. Yeah, no, I mean, and and, and then you played the 14th hole, but no, no, it's yeah. uh, no, but it, it was it's a great golf course. The course is in great, uh, it's in great shape. I gotta say. <laughs> well, all right, uh, well, we got all that coming up, so stay with us as we go through here for the next two hours on Golf Talk Canada. But let's kick things off with a little news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf for precision in any condition. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. Well, speaking of the PGA Championship, an interesting development. Uh, <laughs> past champion, Mr. John Daly, is going to be able to use a cart. He lobbied for yep. a cart because he has osteoarthritis arthritis in his uh, right knee, and he says that uh, that prevents him from walking. So he's going to be in a cart, no doubt, with a butt hanging out of his mouth at some point as well. Yeah, but, Diet Coke. Um, and, yeah. yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a little, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be weird, especially when they show him. Uh, I'm guessing, will his caddy be in the cart with him, or is his caddy going to be just walking, you know, 100 yards behind? Uh, do we know that? But, I mean, th- that's going to be strange. The, the chances of him getting in, in contention, I, I would say, are fairly slim. But just picture that, you know, Sunday, he's in the one, one of the last three or four groups. Um, and Rory McIlroy walks down the fairway, and John Daly... You know, just buggies around him in, in, in a golf cart. You know, it's, it's that'd be one of the stranger sights. We've seen the flag stick in all years, one of the weirder sights, and now we're sort of used to it a little bit. But imagine that, just John Daly just whizzing right by him, going up to his ball, and, and driving over McElroy's ball. Imagine that. I think it'd be cool if he uh, if he had tunes playing in his cart. You know, some people have music going, <laughs> yeah. so he had little tunes going. And I guess, I don't think he can put his um, bag on the cart. I think the caddy does have to carry that. Which is, so yeah. It, it's like, when you go to watch a Champions Tour event, they have some mm-hmm. of the old guys get carts which i always found unusual so the pga tour went to great lengths to prevent casey martin from having a cart. Yep. the guy who yep. did need one mm-hmm. and uh but they have all these old guys on the champions tour well especially too as we mentioned uh, if the forecast is what it is you would think it's going to be car path only Right. Do we know if John has to drive on the car path? Is he going to have to walk oh, back and forth? You know, um, Because obviously when, when the average player plays golf and if it's a shotgun or something and you don't typically ride and you have to ride that day and it's car path only, it's, all, it's more of a hassle really because you're driving down the car path. You've got to walk yeah. 80 yards in the middle of the fairway. You've got to yep. take four clubs. Obviously, they don't have a range finder, but you bring a range finder. You're bringing a, a yard sale clubs back and forth. So that'll be really curious to see, but uh, he's playing uh, with one. Y.E. Yang and Rich Beam, so it'll be fun to, to see that threesome for sure. All right, uh, Tiger Woods was spotted this week out at Bethpage. Speaking yep. of Bethpage, he's been prepping and no doubt probably staying on his boat. Um, privacy. Privacy, exactly <laughs> right. His jar, his, uh, his, jar, his uh, uh, beautiful big boat there, $20 million boat where he's yep. going to going to lie and rest around there. So what do you think is uh, of his chances at Bethpage? Well, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be curious to see how his front nine... Uh, how he starts off, really, because, you know, there's always the, the question of rest versus rust, and he's come off this unbelievable moment, uh, um, one of the greatest moments, in his words, of his career. Um, and if, if he can hover somewhere around uh, even par, maybe get in, into the red after the front nine, because as he always says, when he practices and when he plays, there's two different speeds. You know, there's game speed and there's practice speed, and he's got to get his reps going. He likes to use those, those mm-hmm. terms they use in other sports. Yep. Um, so I'll be curious to see that. Um, 
curious it was also pretty funny to see tiger uh the video someone posted on social media of him crossing the highway yeah and sort of waving to the cars as he's going by he has a shorts on and and a three-quarter zip on but what what do you think of of his chances well i think it's going to be interesting to see how the course gets set up because i don't think you know we're used to seeing this golf course set up for u.s open yeah and the pga of america does not set their golf courses up like the u.s open so i don't think it's going to be the real uh, massive beast of a course that mm-hmm. uh, that we're used to seeing at Bethpage Black. It's going to be set up a little more like a PGA Tour event, I would think. Now, the Barclays was there for a couple of years, um, and, and I think that's kind of the way they're going to go. They The PGA likes to see birdies. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I would give Tiger a better chance than if it was more of a U.S. Open course, but he's still going to have to keep the ball in the fairway because I think the rough will still be long enough that it'll um, be a factor, not like uh, um, Augusta National, which is basically on no rough. Yeah, well, and especially if, if they, you know, if it is wet and, and they are forced to play with clean in place, uh, you know, hitting the fairway is just. Yeah, I don't. They don't think they'll. I don't think they'll play with, with lift clean in place uh, at a major. They might. Oh, okay, yeah, they might. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. It's. Uh, I don't think it's been done at the U.S. Open. I know it may have been done before in the PGA, mm-hmm. but I think they like to stay away from that. So it could be mud balls, could be luck, but yep. I don't know. Tiger, uh, if he if he should win that, boy. Then we start talking. Well, and if, if he does win, then that, that goes into, into my winners weird about with a special bet uh, someone has placed, which we'll discuss right. uh, in hour two on Golf Talk. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Tony Romo has missed the cut <laughs> at the <laughs> PGA Tour stop this week at his home course oh. uh, in Trinity Woods at the uh, Byron Nelson. And uh, he said he learned a lot, and he said he's uh, going to come back and be prepared a little more prepared next time. You know, I, I don't, don't have know. a problem with him playing. Yeah. I really don't. I think that uh, we're, the fact that we're talking about him this morning shows you that, the, you know, like I couldn't tell you who the other sponsor exemptions were. For sure. I know that Tony Romo was there, and I'm sure in, in that area uh, he's a big popular guy. So Yeah, for sure. And, it, you know, it, it brings the the average sports fan uh, in to see, you know, hey, Tony Romo's playing. Hey, Steph Curry's playing. You know, when, when Steph Curry has played before, and, and they're cur- curious to see how these guys do. And, yeah, he shot 76, 74, and, yeah, he's got a really bizarre putting grip. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... It's still pretty unbelievable to see that this guy played so many years playing professional football, and he can step into this uh, theater, if you will, and 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 compete. Um, yes, he you know he was a couple places above last, but still he, he <laughs> beat some touring. He beat some guys who play this for a living, did, which is pretty he impressive. <laughs> he shot uh, three over seventy four on Friday. Uh, it was a two shot improvement over his first round. Uh, he was one under through the ten first ten holes, yeah. and then kind of. Uh, Played his next five and five over, so including was, an eagle on uh, on uh, the eighth hole on on Thursday, which right. you'll see in our shots of the week this week for sure. Oh, that's great. That's great. He said, "I think uh, that's just more of your ability to keep your misses small." He said yeah, that was the key. So who knows? Anyway, well, and and that golf course too, uh, and we'll touch on this with Mark. It's a very different golf course uh, than we typically. There aren't many trees. The green no, seem right. to be you know, like. 40 yards like long. I saw Aaron Wise last night or yesterday watching the telecast had like a 120 foot putt, and yeah. it seems like some of the fairway, the tee boxes look like they're in the middle of a fairway. It's, it's just a very different looking golf course than we're used to seeing. It's almost, uh, it's almost got an element of uh, of Lynx-ish yeah. style courses, right? With the yeah. big greens, like an old course kind of style. And it's Coor and Crenshaw who are yeah. kind of responsible for uh, one of the courses up at Bandon. They're one of the courses up at Cabot. So they they've mm-hmm. done some some of that kind of work before. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it looks like a good looking yeah. course. Yeah, I'd love to play for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, well, we, we've got a busy show as I mentioned off the top. Um, Rory McIlroy, we're going to hear from Corey Connors. We're going to hear from 
Uh, Scott Pritchard, who's the VP of the PGA Tour Canada, is going to be around. We've got Winners Weird and What. We're going to check in with Mark, who uh, is finally back from his uh, Zumba retreat. Yes. And uh, he's working down at the uh, Byron Nelson this week. So we'll chat with him about this golf course, about Trinity Woods, and uh, get his take on it and see what the, maybe he can also give us a weather forecast for down mm-hmm. there see if we're going to have more players wearing toques today. I don't think they call them. What do they call them? Beanies. Or ski caps. <laughs> ski hats. Something like that. Anyway, lots to get to today. So stick with us here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks and Scully in studio. We'll hear a little bit later from Mark Sacchino, who is down at the Byron Nelson doing his PGA Tour radio uh, play-by-play. Earlier this week, on Monday, it was the Mm -hmm. annual um, dig up the host golf course ahead of the tournament day or otherwise known as media day out at uh, Hamilton Golf and Country Club, the site of this year's RBC Canadian Open and yours truly and Mr. Scully and uh, producer uh, Jamie Ryle teamed yeah. up to uh, knock it around. What did you think of the golf course? It was great. Uh, second time around that golf course. Uh, a lot of good variety to the holes. A, a par 70. Uh, lots of great challenging par 4s. Lots of different lengths. Dog legs. Elevation changes. Uh, some good par 3s. Love the differences as well. Uh, the bunkering around the green is very good as well. Uh, just, it's going to be a great challenge to see these guys play. Uh, you know, The last time was at Hamilton was 2012. And, and uh, I remember watching that as a spectator and just thinking, oh, it's such a cool golf course but not actually get to getting to play it um especially you know you hope for a good weather week obviously but golf is a sport played outdoors so right. really anything can happen especially in early june in canada but um i'm curious to see how the golf course really is set up given that it's the week before the u.s open yeah you know is the rough going to be a little higher than usual to try to you know emulate that of a u.s open to make the score closer maybe to single digits under par it's uh, there was a lot of activity going on a lot around the golf course as yeah. well. A lot of the uh, bleachers and stuff mm-hmm. well underway. I mean, some of them were just starting. I think the part where they're going to do the um, the stage for the concerts was they were just starting to put that up. It was over by yeah. the first hole. Yeah, and if, I think that's right. And but a lot of the grandstands and they said they've had you know huge response, six hundred percent increase in ticket sales over crazy. last year, yeah. year year. And also, they've sold out the hospitality. So that's like the corporate tents and tables and things like that three times. So that's pretty they impressive. They had to add on t- two more times after they sold it out, which is which is really impressive. So a lot of good things for um, for our, for RBC and a lot of good things, obviously, for uh, Golf Canada as well. Well, impressive in that, and of course the the field itself. Now we, we had a couple uh, new names uh, um, uh, join uh, or, or, or commit, I should say, this week. Brooks Kepka, yep. uh, Bubba Watson. Um, you know, Kepka did play last year in the RBC Canadian Open, missed the cut. That's right. And then uh, what did you do the next week? He went and yeah, and, and then of course he goes and wins a second or a second major of the season. So it was an off week there uh, for Brooks, but uh, it'll be fun to see those guys. And now, um, you know, three of the top four players in the world playing in, in the RBC Canadian Open. Can you remember a, a better? field really well not since the days when jack used to show up yeah. and jack and nick price and greg norman i mean in those days it was sort of a must play uh, yeah 
tournament on the schedule. There wasn't the, the World Golf Championship events and things like that. But no, not this deep. Uh, three of the top four, as you said, in the world. Uh, great slew of Canadians. There's some more names to be announced as well that'll be mm -hmm. um, not massive names, but, but names. interesting names of good players and some European players who are going to come over, I think, ahead of the U.S. Open mm -hmm. adjust. So... Uh, but the one guy that everyone wants to see, of course, is uh, is going to be Rory McIlroy, who will be making his um, debut at the RBC Canadian Open. And we had a chance to chat with him. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Hi, Rory. Can you give us an idea of what uh, what was went into your decision to add this to your tournament schedule this year? Yeah, so I think um, yeah, there's, there's two parts. I mean, I, I think the way the new schedule has worked out uh, June was sort of looking like it was going to be sort of quiet for me, so I wanted to I wanted to play a bit. You know, one of my goals this year was to was to play more and, and be more competitive, uh, and and that's really that's really what it, what it's down to. Um, I I also you know part of the the reason I wanted to play was I wanted to play my way into the U.S. Open the following week, uh, and I think I think that the schedule changed and I think the date changed for. The Canadian Open, uh, I think, will be a great thing for the tournament going forward because, you know, instead of instead of following a major championship like it has done in the past, uh, preceding a major championship with, I think, the trend on tour now is guys wanting to play uh, tournaments the week before going into these majors. So, you know, they were really the two factors that went into uh, me wanting to play the Canadian Open and then, you know, Hearing what a great golf course Hamilton is, uh, and at the same time, I, I have uh, you know a lot of my in-laws are are from just over the other side of the border in Rochester, so you know they they can come and watch as well. It's, it's obviously not that far away, so um, you know it's it's shaping up to be a good week, and I'm I'm looking forward to. It. Hey, Rory, of course, during the week as well, the concert series has been a huge focal point uh, as well, both Friday and Saturday. What's your excitement level uh, towards potentially seeing that? You know, I'm not sure if, if I will convince everyone that, that is attending the golf tournament to, to have these added things around the tournament to make it feel more like a you know like a festival atmosphere is is wonderful, right? You know, we're all we're all trying to get as many people to, to golf tournaments as possible and um, you know, if we can add some things like the concert series uh, and, and get people to attend, even if it's their first time at a golf event, uh, and give them a great experience, uh, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, Rory, I know you played once at the National Golf Club with Niall, but I wonder if you've had any other experiences in Canada, golf or otherwise. It's the that, that's the only time I've been in, in Canada, Bob. So uh, that's that's my only experience, which was a. Uh, I guess four years ago, somewhere 2015. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to spending a bit more time there and uh, getting to see a bit more, and uh, you know, hopefully bringing bringing a pretty good golf game and, and get myself into contention. Uh, and there's Roy. So um, he seems to be excited, I guess. Yeah. Coming, I didn't realize that his in-laws were from Rochester, so that's a good calling card. He did say uh, in response to another question about how um, we felt um, uh, about the... Um, uh, you wanted to go see Niagara Falls and said that uh, it was always good from the Canadian side as opposed to the American side, which is, of course, true. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. So here's a question for you. Yeah. We've got Rory, and he's going to be a huge draw. Huge draw. Oh, yeah. uh, I think just because no one's seen him before, and mm -hmm. this is a big name. I think Kepka should be a, a huge draw. I think Dustin Johnson should be a huge draw, though those two guys have 
have been there before. But outside of Tiger and Phil, who, do you, who would you like most like to see at the RBC Canadian Open who's are not in the field right now? Who do you think would be a huge draw if you could add one name? Oh, baby. Um, I mean, you know, looking at last, like Tommy Fleetwood played last year, um, a guy like Justin Rose, um, you know, he's, he's spoken about how he's changing his major championship prep this year. So I don't think we'll see that happen unless something changes. Um, uh, like John Rahm. Uh, John Rom played. Um, he's, he's played before. Yeah. And, and right, just that when he turned pro, I believe that was twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's right. And when, when he got his card and like the two Jared starts, Flyer. yeah, yeah, that was the Jared. yes, yeah, because he played them. right, right. Um, th- those would be two big European guys. You know, Sergio played last year. Um, Do you think uh, Francesco Molinari would be a draw? I don't think he'd be as big a draw as a as the guys I've mentioned before in terms of, of Johnson and, and I don't think he McElroy. would be, but he probably should be. Yeah. Because he's just such a darn good player and he's so darn good consistent. Justin Thomas? That would be a name, I think. That would be a big name, you know, obviously Speeth. Um yes, Jordan Speeth has fallen off, but he's still one of the great names in golf. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Would would be would be probably a big one popularity wise. Um because wherever you go you see not so much anymore, but that flat brim Puma hat or the orange shirt or the or the orange, uh, all, all orange gear. It's amazing that you still see people uh, dressed in all orange gear at, at tournaments. Whenever I go to a tournament, I always see people all dressed in the orange. And it's not only kids now. It's like grown men yeah. <laughs> wearing all orange, which yeah. is a little weird. It's, it's a tough look. It's <laughs> a tough a, look. It's not good when they got a little bit of a, a belly in well, there. And, and another interesting one, um, I guess draw-wise, maybe he wouldn't. How about Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah, you know, that's right. as he's played before, he's played before, and you know, just in terms of of golf, he, he's he's something different. You know, he's he's trying new things. He's got the one length iron clubs. Uh, you know, his putting is a little unique. He talks about you know how he brings these different equations into shots. Those would be guys uh, I'd be curious to see, and I'm curious uh, because you know, obviously, it's a bit of a flight to get from Hamilton to Pebble. And time change, that sort of thing. But once, you know, next year hits, will we see... Things get lined up a little better. Lined up a little better. Will yeah, we see, you know, will we see a, a Phil... Is Phil going to be competitive next year? Will we see Phil next year? Yeah. Um, you know, if if Rory has a good week, will we see him again next year? That sort of thing. Um, but draw-wise, that, that's a good question. You know, I would, I would argue outside of Tiger and Phil that Rory is probably the biggest draw in golf. And he may even be a bigger draw than Phil Yeah. at this point. Certainly it would be close with those two. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the cr- size of the crowd that follows Rory around this uh, this golf course. It's a pretty good viewing golf course. I was thinking about that too because of the elevation. Yeah, you can either have some bad views or some good views, but you can you can kind of pick your spots where you can get on, up a little higher and watch the player down below. Well, and and in terms of uh, yeah, for sure, and in terms of actually you know seeing these guys play in person, you know the first time you go to a PJ Tour event, you think, oh my god, he hit it where and like that far, but and. When when you see Dustin Johnson, he's he's six foot four. He's a big dude. Yep. You see Rory McIlroy, like he, if he's five foot eight, he's he's wearing heels. Like yeah. he, he he's a short and he hits it, he hits it a mile. He's he leads the PGA Tour in in, in strokes gained off the tee. You know he just he bombs it off the tee. So he's just impressive to see at first, and so he's going to be a huge draw for the Canadian. Be nice nice to have him as your winner, but uh, there's going to be a good field about that. Also another tour that's uh, going to be starting up pretty soon is the McKenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada. Uh, and in a moment, we're going to talk to Scott Pritchard, who is the VP of that tour, and uh, get an update on, on what we can expect for this year on Mackenzie Tour. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as uh, we watch me do exercises on television. Wow. Good form, Bob. Look at that, that swing, swing, too. There you go. Uh, wow. <laughs> Just for Men Control GX commercials are on the air. I don't think I've ever seen that commercial. No? Well, you're going to see it a lot next <laughs> championship from what I understand. So that one, and we were actually filming another uh, one for Asante this week down yes. at Stream Song. Yes. A lovely facility down in uh, Florida, which is, uh, wow, it was warm down there. Uh-huh, I can imagine. And things are heating up on the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. The new season is about to get underway, um, coming up with the Canada Life Open. That's kind of a new name for, mm -hmm. uh, for the Freedom 55, which is some ownership changes there. Uh, but great to see. This is a wonderful tour. And uh, we've got on the line now the Vice President of PGA Tour Canada, Scott Pritchard, good friend of the show. And Scott, good morning. And, um, uh, it's, boy, it's getting close to another season. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. We're, our trailers uh, hit the road this week for their cross-country tour. And uh, if you follow our Twitter feed or other social media feeds, you'll see a, a travel log of the, of the trailers in all of Western Canada and the mountains and all that kind of stuff. So that's sort of the indication of things heating up and uh, this season is uh, going to be underway in less than two weeks. Yeah, less than two weeks for sure. So uh, obviously, you, you you start things off uh, out west uh, in Vancouver. Uh, tell us about just your excitement uh, so far as as the as the uh, season kicks off in two weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, super excited. Vancouver and uh, and and uh, the Canada Life Open is is definitely one of our top events. Uh, it's a good way to start the season playing at a great golf course like Point Grey in Vancouver. And, uh, and BC in, in general is, is a great, uh, great start to the year when the players come out and they, they get to play some great golf courses in, in British Columbia. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, when, when players arrive on site and they haven't necessarily played uh, a, a tour, uh, a recognized or a sanctioned tour, uh, and they see Point Grey, and it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful place to, to start the year. It's, uh, it's always difficult to kind of pick a guy out of a pack who's going to dominate the tour, but you've had some great runs by guys in the past, Joel Damon and uh, McCarthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always been some interesting stories that develop over there, which I always find is one of the, the neat parts about this tour is where a guy sort of that we might not know about becomes sort of a marquee player. Tyler McCumber comes to mind. I mean, there's some great stories like that. Do you have any, any um, idea who that person could be this year? Well, like you said, Bob, it's tough to it's tough to say. Um, I will say there's a player he he played last week at the Wells Fargo, uh, finished tied 18th, won just under 100 grand. His name is Doc Redman. He won the USAM in 2017. So some of your listeners and, and you guys would probably be familiar with Doc, uh, quite the handle as well. Uh, so he uh, he played in our Q school uh, a few weeks ago and, and earned a card, and so he'll be exempt for the first six events on our tour. So. I suspect, based on the pedigree 
uh, in his previous results that Doc will be a guy that will be in contention uh, as the season unfolds. And then Hugo Bernard won the Canadian Amateur in 2016. He's played a few events on our tour, and he's also part of the Golf Canada uh, Young Pro Squad. Uh, there's names that you guys would be familiar with as well. Jared Dutois, I expect him. I'm sure Jared expects to have a have a, a breakthrough year this year. Um, Taylor Pendrith, who's who's finally fully healthy, uh, is will look to make a good run on the tour. And Jamie Sedlowski, who you know keep grinding, and uh, he finished uh, uh, had a good finish at our Q School in Arizona a few weeks ago. And so I'm sure uh, Jamie will, will be a player. And I'm, I think a lot of people are hopeful that Jamie will will have a breakthrough year as well. But like you said, it's really hard to pick. One player, Jake Knapp, uh, he, he won our Q school in, in Arizona a few weeks ago. He's played our tour. The guy absolutely crushes the ball, as many of these young kids do these days. So uh, it's hard to pick one player out of the pack. But uh, but certainly, if you look at past results and, and past uh, players that have played our tour and how they're performing at the next level, you referenced Tyler McCumber, who won three times last year. Uh, he's currently our leading um uh, Mackenzie Tour alum on the Web.com Tour money list, but we've had five players that have won on the Web.com Tour this year uh, that are alums of our tour. And last year we had 11 players that won on the Web.com Tour who are alums. Uh, and then we can't forget we've had three players that have won on the PGA Tour this year, and and uh, a few others knocking on the door. So uh, again, really hard to say, but uh, but I'm sure we'll we'll as the season unfolds, we'll we'll see who rises to the top. We're with Scott Pritchard, the VP of McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, and a very exciting, you mentioned knocking on the door and something that's very exciting, uh, three players from PGA Tour, McKenzie Tour, uh, will receive exemptions into the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, just how exciting is this? Yeah, Golf Canada has been super supportive of the McKenzie Tour. We have a, a partnership with Golf Canada where we offer exemptions to their national team members, uh, two spots at, at each one of our events, and we work closely with Jeff Thompson and Derek Ingram, who I'm sure you guys have had on the show. Um, and so in, as part of our overall relationship, they, like you said, they give us uh, three exemptions into the RBC Canadian Open. So the way that'll work is the winner of the Canada Life Open in Vancouver will get a spot, and then the winner of our event in Victoria will get a spot. And then uh, the top money or the money leader or the points leader, I should say, on the Web.com tour uh, through uh, a certain event on the Web.com tour, I can't remember exactly which event it is, will we'll receive a spot into the RBC as well. So currently that's Tyler McCumber. Uh, he's got three more events, including this week, to uh, maintain that spot. But I'm sure Michael Gligek, a Canadian who won on the Web.com tour earlier in the year, is uh, nipping right at his heels. And I'm sure Michael... Uh, would love to to get a spot into the RBC as well. It's uh, it's amazing the the depth of talent on this tour and the number of players that that come up. Like we were just talking about some of those guys out there. Um, you've got you got a new event this year out in Halifax, and uh, that's got to be uh, a bonus to for the folks out there, obviously. But um, uh, how how much of your job is spent um, trying to build up the tour in terms of adding stops and things like that from year to year? Uh, a lot. I would say, <laughs> yeah, I would say 90% of my my job is to find new events and new partners uh, across Canada. And we were lucky. We've been focusing on Eastern Canada uh, for quite some time. In in particular, uh, Halifax. We feel like Halifax is a great market. Um, 
and we've got a great partner in Oakshield uh, Golf Club who uh, Eric Tobin used to actually be out at Bell Bay where we had an event for a few years and he's now the general manager at Oakfield and so through his board members and connections through the golf club we were able to strike a partnership with an organization in, in Halifax called Sports and Entertainment Atlantic. And so they're going to be running the event for us. And uh, again, super excited. Halifax is one of my favorite cities. And uh, and I'm sure the players uh, and their families that come up and travel with the players will, will certainly enjoy it. But to, to answer your question, Bob, yeah, I spend a lot of time uh, in, in sort of looking at the map of Canada and establishing target markets that we want to be in and then going into those markets and trying to cultivate relationships and leaning on people that I know that can help open doors. And so uh, a lot of that is actually happening now. We try to secure events uh, sort of a, a, with a year out so they have a year runway to, to get things organized. It obviously doesn't always unfold that way, but uh, that's sort of the ideal uh, ideal situation for us. Well, it's a great circuit. There's a lot of talent out there. Uh, for listeners in the Toronto area, of course, they're going to be up at TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley, uh, July 11 to 14. You can see uh, lots of good play up there. That's a that's a marquee event on the on the schedule, I'm sure, for a lot of the guys uh, as they go from coast to coast and and sometimes go from one end to the other and then back again uh, <laughs> on the schedule. It's uh, it's a great tour and uh, congratulations and and good luck on another season uh, starting up in a couple of weeks, Scott. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it. Thank you. There he is, Scott Pritchard, Vice President of PGA Tour, Canada McKenzie Tour. And uh, it's, you know, it's interesting when you look back at the alum and you look at the players who've played there and guys like Tony Fee now and, uh, you know, way back in the day with Steve Stricker and a lot of the Canadians, of course, Corey Connors and Mike Weir. And it's um, it's something that if you are a golf fan, it's it's you may not know all the players right now, but when you go out and watch to me, it's mind-boggling at how good these players are. Well, there, there's as I as I tell a lot of people, there's you know you see the guys on tour, and, and yes, they're they're unbelievable. They're, but there are so many guys knocking on the door that with a good week here, a good week there, a good you know month stretch here, you know they're they're gonna get onto the Web.com tour, and then they're gonna get onto the PGA tour. So there's right. so many guys that are so close in skill level. It's 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 very fun to see. All right, well, we're going to be talking to one of those guys, yes. a PGA Tour winner who uh, played on the uh, PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour. His name is Corey Connors, and we'll hear from, hear from him when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks Scully here. We'll hear from Zucchino a little bit later. Uh, this week, Corey Connors finally got a chance to, uh, well, he took a week off, took some time off, but he made a trip up to Hamilton to have a little scouting mission on the course that will play host to the RBC Canadian Open. And uh, after his uh, opening round on that course, we had a chance to chat with him. Here's my conversation with Corey Connors. Hey, here's Corey Connors on the line now, and uh, Corey in town to uh, get a little look at um, Hamilton Golf and Country Club. I'll ask you about that in a second, but... Um, the last time I saw you was after the fourth round at Augusta. You pronounced yourself pretty well gassed out. <laughs> and I wonder, since that time to, to where we are now, uh, how has life been? And have you kind of, has, has, 
as everything that you had up to that point kind of sunk in finally? Yeah, it really has. It's uh, after that point, I proceeded to play two more weeks uh, of golf, <laughs> so it was, it was uh, still pretty pretty tiring, but it, it was great. Um, had the last uh, weekend a little bit off. Was back home in Florida, and it was awesome to just kind of unwind and sort of really start to appreciate what I had done. Um, I know how difficult it is to win on the PGA Tour, so being able to look back on that and know that I'm a tour winner is awesome. But definitely. Uh, also motivating to to keep that going, keep the good play up, and try and give myself lots more chances to win, kind of get a plan going for the rest of the year now that I know my schedule and everything's sort of settling in nicely. And I'm looking forward to uh, another good stretch of golf here. Looking forward to getting back out there. Uh, you've got the PGA Championship coming up next year. This will be your first uh, first spin of that major championship. Um, what what's your what are your expectations, and when are you going to head into Best Page to have a look around? And I'm fine there on Sunday, so we're going to try and get in some holes on Sunday afternoon, uh, kind of before the uh, before some other people, before the action starts. Um, I've got high expectations. I feel like my game's in a really good spot. I think the golf course is going to set up well for me. Um, tough driving course, tough approach shots, and been putting well, so try and yeah, keep, the, keep the good play up. I, I think it'll be a great test. Uh, I've never played there before. I have a, some vague memories of watching it on TV. Um, thinking about dusting off the, uh, the old PlayStation to see if I could find it on one of my Tiger Woods games, but <laughs> didn't end up having time time for that. So I'll get a few looks at it early uh, next week. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, anytime you get to tee it up in a major championship, it's always awesome. I'm going to be focused on trying to play as well as I can and hopefully get myself in the mix. But I think how the course is going to set up is going to suit me really well, and I'm really excited. Um, I was looking over some stats today, and, and it looks like I'm not sure about the U.S. Open, but right now, as it is, you're and still a few weeks away to the qualifying ends, but you're kind of on the bubble for the Open Championship as well. Um, this th- That in itself would be a great achievement, obviously, so with the U.S. Open, but it seems like it's those are the kind of things where you are now um, you've now put yourself into where it's a major championship where the schedule is, is you're playing against the best players in the world a little a little more frequently, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I'm excited about. Obviously, the uh, goal is to be one of the best players in the world. and uh, No place to do that other than in the tournaments where all the best players are, are playing. So, I, yeah, I think this PGA Championship is a great opportunity for me to maybe play my way into some more events. And, yeah, I'm really excited. It's, uh, it's going to be an awesome rest of the year. And in the short term, a good few events I have lined up. Uh, now you did take a little little uh, side trip. I saw some some pictures of you uh, dressed up with a nice bow tie, and you went up to the Kentucky Derby. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was amazing. Kind of a bucket list activity or bucket list event to go to. I think for many people, and especially for me, I, I didn't really grow up around horses or anything, but I've always been a fan. I've always watched the Kentucky Derby and really have a appreciation for the amazing athletes that the, the horses are. And it was really cool to get to go to that. Um, really enjoyed the day. It was so exciting to be part of. So many people and the atmosphere there is just electric. Uh, it was a really cool experience and glad we were able to make it happen. Uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. I unfortunately uh, lost a, a couple bets <laughs> with the horse that got disqualified. But Oh, oh no. Um, it was you, a bet really maximum, day. you bet on maximum security, did you? I uh, yeah had the had the 
for the winner who got disqualified from a oh, couple dear. of bats. But uh, <laughs> it was it was a fun day, really cool experience, and had a couple couple friends and my wife Mallory with me. So it was awesome. Good good stuff. Now you uh, you're we're talking to you as you uh, just played your first round at uh, Hamilton Golf Club in a while. Um, scene of, of course, the RBC Canadian Open coming up. What did you see there, and, and do you like the golf course? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the RBC Canadian Open. It's been highlighted on my schedule for a long time. It's an event I know I'll get a lot of support, and I'm just really excited to have a good finish, and I'll get some Canadian golf fans really excited out there. And Hamilton Golf Club is amazing. It, first look playing today. It's in awesome shape, being kind of the start of May still. And you can definitely tell uh, it's going to be pristine come tournament time. The golf course is very challenging. There's a lot of undulation and uphill approach shots where you can't necessarily see where the ball is landing. Um, really going to have to be accurate with the tee shots and the iron shots and something that uh, plays into my strength. So I'm really excited for that. And, and there's definitely some tough greens where you got to make sure you're on the right side of the hole or you can be left with a really difficult putt or difficult chip shot if you happen to miss the green in the wrong spot. So then the early look, I think, is really beneficial. It can kind of get a feel for how the course is going to set up, and um, I'm really excited for the event. Great venue, and it's really starting to come together. They had some, some work going on out there today, building some of the grandstands and hospitality areas, and I think it's going to be awesome for the spectators. It'll be a really exciting atmosphere, and the field's looking great as well. So it's uh, yeah, really excited. Uh, I don't know if you noticed there, there were probably a lot of divots and a lot of uh, um, all sorts of different scars and stuff all over that golf course because the media day was on Monday. I hope that we, we didn't rip it apart too much for you out there. No, I was still in great shape. I, I was tuned into some of the media coverage during the media day just to, to check out what the course was looking like and look off in there. And, yeah, it's in great shape. Um, Definitely be your uh, treat to That's good. I'm glad we didn't we didn't hack it up too much for you. Um, you know, when you go, when you go into the Canadian Open this year, the RBC Canadian Open this year, definitely it will be you will have a lot more focus on you than you probably ever had before coming in as a PGA Tour winner. And every Canadian has had to face um, that that situation where you come in and the expectations are so high, and fans want a Canadian winner at this national championship. Um, have you thought about that? And have you have you prepared yourself? for what might be ahead of, of you for that week? Yeah, I've, I've started to think about that for sure, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm not afraid of, of high expectations. I have high expectations of myself every week, uh, particularly that week. I'll be trying to be really focused, try to play some really good golf and get myself in the mix. I know how much it would mean to Canadian golf fans to be cheering on a Canadian near the top of the leaderboard. So it's something that I'm really excited about. And I started to think about what it might feel like out there with the added, not really added pressure, but the added added support and added excitement around a Canadian um, coming off the PGA Tour win playing. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome experience, something that I'm definitely ready for. I've learned a lot over the past couple of years and I uh, think I can definitely yeah, get myself into the mix. So really excited. Um, it uh, be an awesome experience for me. And hopefully you can... Uh, Keep the good play going. All right. Well, uh, we'll look for you that week. We'll look for you, first of all, though, next week at the PGA Championship. Corey, thanks for spending some time with us, and uh, we'll see you at Bethpage. Yeah, sounds great. There's Corey Connors, and he's getting ready to play at Bethpage, and he does have a game that's well-suited for a course like Hamilton and also perhaps a course like 
um, Beth Page Black. But uh, give me what you think his chances are of getting another win anywhere the rest of this year. You know, pretty good, I got to say. You know, his his ball striking numbers are, are pretty darn good, and uh, and he had a really good putting week when he did go on to win the Valero Texas Open. It was still, and it was pretty impressive that he made the cut at the Masters, given, you know, the whirlwind of what it was going from Valero to Augusta. And yes, he, he struggled on Sunday, but still to make the cut was pretty impressive. I, I like his chances. Uh, he's probably, you know, uh, him and Adam Hadwin will go back and forth. Um, they both, obviously, Corey does have a runner-up finish as well to uh, Cameron Champ early in the yeah, wraparound season. Well. Yeah, so he's he's played some good golf. So um, I really like Corey at Hamilton. The, the pressure, as, as we mentioned in, in that interview, is going to be crazy, as it always has uh, and always will be. But I'll be curious to see it. There's been a lot of Canadians who've been in the hunt at the Canadian Open, and it's probably mm-hmm. something we can we can talk on at another time. But it's tough when uh, when you have these the whole nation bearing yeah. down on you. Yeah. Brooke found out last year, and she was able to get through, so uh-huh. maybe Corey can do something uh-huh. uh, this year. All right, when we come back, it's time for the favorite part of the show. It's time for Winners Weird and What. That's next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks and Adam Scully holding the fort here while Mark Sacchino dodges the thunderstorms down in uh, the Byron Nelson. Already in delay. Already in delay. Yeah. It's been a weird one. We, you know, we saw, as we said mentioned earlier, we saw some some ski caps, uh, mm-hmm. some uh, some layers going on. Uh, it kind of looked like golf in Toronto, right about now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, where you are playing, the weather is pretty good. It's going to be a pretty good day here in uh, in Toronto once it warms up a little bit. It yeah. was five degrees, and we walked in here this morning just before a balmy five uh, seven o'clock or so. And yep. uh, yeah, and it's it's been a frosty week. Uh, it's been a wet week. It's been just awful weather out here but to make you feel better if you're waiting for your tea time right now it's uh the most popular time of the show it's winners weird and what mr scully you have the tea i'll answer the question you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth well, Bob, my winner this week goes to the European Tour, and uh, throughout uh, the past couple of seasons here on Golf Talk Canada, we've seen many great videos they've released, uh, whether it's the 14 Club Challenge, whether it's guys trying to hit, you know, hit 500 golf balls to hit a hole-in-one. Uh, but this one actually happened on the golf course, and from a, a Ryder Cupper, uh, he uh, has a lot of personality on the golf course, and uh, he can show, he can have some tantrums from time to time, or even sometimes he likes to commentate his own shot like he did earlier this week. Uh, lovely flight. It's a shame it's 25 yards left. 
Now, you would think that's an actual commentator from Golf Channel or Sky Sports, but no, that was Terrell Hatton uh, commentating his shot. He must have, uh, you know, pole hooked it a little bit, 25 yards left, but uh, he's T41 right now on the European Tour. Uh, one of the great personalities in the game, though. He's not shy to, to show his emotions, and, and uh, you know, Bob, one of the great uh, highlights or moments, maybe not moments, but highlights from last year was uh, during the playoffs in the Dell Technologies Championship when he hit an approach shot and it literally spun out of the hole. And, right. and, and there was a red cam replay showing it in slow-mo and it literally showed in slow motion. It showed the ball um, literally sitting on the hole and spinning. Um, and his emotion, he sort of took his hat off and his, his hands were on his head and he was just pulling his hair out. But uh, a pretty funny moment for sure. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... Uh the European Tour guys, I think, have uh, yeah. show their personality a little bit more often than, than some of the guys on the PGA Tour, but uh, we love them for that. We certainly do, uh, that's for sure. Now, uh, my weird this week, uh, we mentioned Tony Romo, um, and uh, he missed the cut, 76-74. His game looked okay, but something that was a little weird was the way he was gripping his putter. And now, it, as he calls it, it was a hockey grip. So uh, he had his left hand high and, and, and uh, his right hand lower as if he was holding a hockey stick. And um, you know, it just looked strange. Uh, we saw Tony Romo do some uh, interesting things with Kevin Na, trying to beat him to the hole uh, to walk it in, as Kevin Na displayed as displayed throughout the year, and uh, especially at the Players' Championship at Tiger Woods. You know, that, uh, that putting grip was interesting. There was, years ago, there was a guy um, who was marketing a putter, and it was called the Hammy. And basically, the story was he was just like an average golfer in the U.S. somewhere, and he was on a boys' trip with the guys, and he pulled his hamstring, so he couldn't bend over to putt like normally he would. So he somehow managed to get the guy at the golf shop to sort of put a uh, a longer putter in. Mm-hmm. But the the angle of was looked like more like a hockey stick, so it wasn't straight down. It was sort of out in front of him, and he used this hammy grip. And he came up here and sold a whole bunch of them because a lot of people were really obviously back in those days were um, were interested in longer putters and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was called the hammy. And I, when as soon as I saw Tony Romo putting like that, I thought, oh yeah, perfect, just like that. Well, when, when I first saw it, it almost looked like he was anchoring. Yeah. Uh, it, it just looked very anchorish, but then, of course, there are comparisons to Happy Gilmore, and the only thing he was missing was was, was the actual hockey blade putter. And I'm just curious, wonder if his caddy was saying, "Just tap it in, yeah, just tap, tap, That's tap right. it in, taparoo." Right. So, uh, but Tony Rowe misses the cut. We'll see the next time he plays professional golf whether he'll still be using his Happy Gilmore putting grip. Now, my what, uh, this goes back to uh, a bet that was made uh, the week of the Masters where James Aducci of Wisconsin bet 85 grand at 14 to 1 that Tiger would win the Masters, and he did. So $1.2 million, thank you very much. His first ever sporting bet, which is bizarre, uh, and why he put 85 grand, but hey, you know, to each your own. Uh, but now he's really doubled down. And uh, he has bet a hundred grand that Tiger is going to win the Grand Slam. Whoa! What the, kind of odds is he getting for that? A hundred to one. Hundred. So one. he's making some cake if if that happens. Wow. Uh, but pretty crazy to think, you know, to to, to go through this. But a hundred grand for Tiger to win the Grand Slam. Uh, of course, he's the favorite at the PGA Championship at eight to one. But 100 to 1 to win the Grand Slam. Oh, baby. Well, it's, uh, he's playing with house money, I guess. Literally. Right? So, Literally. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I might make that bet, too. He's sort of like, uh, 
I wonder if I wonder if the guy on uh, Jeopardy knows this guy. Like if they're both sports gamblers. You know the guy on Jeopardy who's <laughs> running the table. He's a professional gambler in Vegas too. Oh, there. Wonder if James Aducci and uh, that guy know. Each yeah, other. well, a, a pretty wild bet for sure. And I I know that we wouldn't uh, make bets of that nature. I'm not much of a betting man myself, but uh, I have some buddies who maybe would put ten bucks on that, but not a hundred grand. Hound dog. Hound dog. Hound dog. That's that's for sure. All right, Bob. T's yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Adam, my uh, winner this week is uh, a guy who's celebrating a birthday. Actually, a couple of guys who are going to be celebrating birthdays. First off is tomorrow my dad is going to be turning yes. 87. And he celebrated uh, earlier this week by uh, getting his carry bag and walking the golf course with oh four clubs. That's, that's awesome. He only played four holes, but he still hey, walked at it for good him. Good for him. But there's another guy celebrating a birthday tomorrow, and his name is Mike Weir. And he's going to turn 49 which means he has one more year to wait until he can get out there on the yeah. uh, old guy's circuit. The, uh, yeah. The yeah, exactly. The audience loves that one. So uh, so congratulations to Mike um, for, for everything he's done, obviously, but I'm sure that uh, he would wish that this year would go very quickly. I'm sure he wishes it would go quickly as well, but good for him. To, he, he's never given up, you know. Nope. He's he, he's in, in incredible shape. Yeah. Um. And and he he works at it very hard. But he, as as you said, you know, it's a year away, and um and because he's in this great shape, and because PJ Tour champions, it's maybe a little more casual, and the golf courses are set up a little different, and it's three days. I, I think he's going to do pretty well. It's still going to be uh, it's still going to be tough. Like those those uh, yeah, it, it's good. events are not they're low scoring. They, they are low scoring. You Play on some pretty good golf courses yeah. that, that are set up, uh, you know, lengthy. They used to be set a little bit shorter, but the guys out there can play. Yeah. And we'll get into that obviously, obviously a little bit later because they're they've got a major going on, the region's tradition, mm-hmm. uh, one of their the first of their 19 majors that they have I think, <laughs> on their schedule. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, my weird this week takes us to Scottsdale, Arizona. Here we go. Uh, police Scottsdale police reported that around 1 a.m. on May 5th, a man was carjacked as he was giving an intoxicated friend a ride home in his golf cart. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, this gentleman was this gentleman was driving along in his golf cart, and 46-year-old Patrick McGee Gibbons was the passenger. He got into a shoving match with this guy who was kindly giving him a ride home. He pushed him out of the cart, then refused to allow him back into the cart, and he took off in the cart. Police located the stolen golf cart going north on Scottsdale Road, weaving across multiple lanes and running red lights. Uh, Gibbons refused to stop for the police, and he kept driving uh, to Shea Boulevard, about four miles away. This is in a golf cart. And police had to use stop sticks. Those are those uh, sticks with the nails on it. (laughs) To puncture the golf cart, causing it to stop, stop, and Gibbons continued to ignore uh, officers until a canine officer detained him with the dog. He was taken to the hospital with dog bites and other injuries. He has been charged with vehicle theft, unlawful flight, and resisting arrest. All in a golf cart. (laughs) <laughs> That's well, a wild ride. To, to, to weave around traffic and uh, multiple lanes, you know, the <laughs> cart couldn't be lights. couldn't have been going that fast. You know, it's I a know. golf cart unless it was really souped up. Well, that's what I was trying to think. Is like, couldn't the police just pull them over in the car? Like, wouldn't the golf car go faster than the golf cart? Well, I, I know, like you know, the the, the c- courses around here, the golf carts, you know, maybe go I don't know, twelve. But you, you get down in <laughs> Florida, you can you maybe get up to nineteen miles an hour, and then you know, I mean, I'm sure I think Tiger has a pretty souped up cart, and they Does go up to up to thirty. I thought I read, wow. but I mean. Uh, still, like you would think, just 
pull the car over and sort of cut him <laughs> yeah, off. But exactly. I, unless he was, I don't know. That's crazy. Oh, well. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, my what this week takes us to the PGA Tour event in Dallas. And uh, uh, what a shot by Tyler Duncan. Tyler Duncan, by the way, is playing very, very well right now in that tournament. But yesterday, uh, he had one bogey on his card. And it came on the par 4 13th at Trinity Forest. Uh, he actually hit a shot over the green. It bounced. And it hit someone in the, in the crowd. And by all chances, you know who it hit? His wife. No way. <laughs> yeah, no. He hit, his, he hit his wife from 34 yards. Uh, no, actually, it was a full shot. It bounced once, thankfully, and then okay, hit, yeah, hit his yeah. wife and bounced uh, 34 yards away from the pin, and he was unable, unable to get up and down. His wife, Maria, was uh, not... Uh, not hurt in the process, and uh, uh, he actually didn't even know that he hit his wife until the end of the round. The, uh, he said later that there was mud on the ball, which caused the ball to shoot off and um, and <laughs> get struck by it. And apparently, this is not the first time that uh, Marie has been struck. She said, not, uh, "Duncan said not long after we started dating, she actually got hit in the head by another ball, a random ball from a driving range." So I don't know. Oh, She's dodged two hits to the head. I'm sure most people can't say that. But do you now? Do we know if the ball bounced closer to the hole? Bounced further away, apparently, 34 yards away. No, but well, so I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, it could have gone. It could have gone. Yeah, she might have. She should have thrown herself in front of it and, and knocked it so like body a, check it. You know, a little, little headed shoulder. it out of the green or something like that. But what are the chances? I remember um, uh, Thomas Peters playing in yes. the in the Ryder Cup. Hit his dad one time in the backpack. Well, and remember a couple, this isn't, you know, a family, but when Sergio Garcia, his tee shot hit uh, a woman's wedding ring. Oh, really? And, and the diamond fell out. Oh, that's right. And I remember th- that. This was. Four years ago now, maybe, and it was. And I think he, I think they found the ring, and he paid to get it repaired or something. But okay. uh, imagine, Oof. that would not be good. That would be a hard. No, one. no. I remember um, back in 2000 when Tiger was playing at the RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey. I guess it wasn't the RBC Canadian Open there, but the Canadian Open at Glen Abbey on the eighth hole, the old eighth hole. He hit a guy on the fly in the head, and then the ball bounced back into the fairway. And the guy wasn't even cut, like nothing. What? Yeah, it just—I don't know. The guy must have had the toughest head. This is on a tee shot. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't imagine. The well, guy and you know, that. we've seen some scary moments. You know, Brooks Kepka at the Ryder Cup—that was a terrifying moment, yeah. and, and that's crazy to think it hits you in the head. But have you ever been hit with a golf ball? Uh, no, but you know, the first time ever last year, I hit a guy at my <laughs> golf course, and I'd never felt so bad in my entire life. The guy was an older gentleman. Yeah. And luckily, it hit him in the arm, and he dropped down. But it was—it uh, was a scary moment. Very, very scary yeah. for me. And he was, thankfully, he was okay. Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, I've never been, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I got hit once, but it was by, a, like, a like a little wedge shot by a woman who was, I was playing in a celebrity media kind of pro-am thing one time. Hmm. But that's it. How about you? Uh Knock on wood, I, I have never. Um, I do have to say, my my friends like to say that I have one of the better four calls. Um, <laughs> playing hockey all my life, I, I was a bit of a talker out there, so I, I can yell pretty loudly. And so, as you well know, I, I tend to miss the fairway a lot. <laughs> and uh, I've come close to hitting a few people, but um, I, I, I can belch out a pretty good four. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's not a good moment to be hit no. or to hit anybody, no. either one. No. So uh, take care out there, and um, hopefully uh, uh, Tyler... Uh, Duncan's wife, Maria, yes. is, uh, is okay. That's wild to think. Maybe, oh, my goodness. Maybe she should stay a little bit further behind him. Rather yeah. Than <laughs> All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to have a, play a little interview with, that Mark did with, uh, with some folks out at Oshawa Golf, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that and talk to – we may talk to Mark if you're not sure yet. He's uh, undergoing some – weather delay issues yeah. down there and he may uh, may be able to join us we'll see we'll find that out but lots ahead here on golf talk canada as we continue on a saturday morning 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. It's a cool Saturday morning in southwestern Ontario, Toronto, GTA, and uh, hopefully you're bundled up and uh, either getting ready to tee off or uh, maybe you've had to wait a little bit longer because of a frost delay at your golf course. Uh, it's been a rotten start to the um, weather-wise to mm-hmm. the golf uh, season around these parts, but there are still some great options to play golf and some wonderful places where you might consider teeing it up or even taking out a membership. Uh, our Mark Sacchino caught up with Will Mitchell from Oshawa Golf Club to uh, discuss just that. Joining us now is uh, Will Mitchell, who is the uh, membership sales and uh, corporate sales manager for Oshawa Golf Club. Uh, Will, thank you so much again for uh, jumping on board with Golf Talk Canada in 2019, and welcome to the program. Uh, let's start, Will, with the golf course itself. I, I know there's a lot of uh, things about Oshawa Golf Club that we'll get into and it, how, how important to the community it is. It is the home of golf in Durham. But to be the home of golf in Durham, it has to start with a great golf course. So, so for someone who's never played Oshawa Golf Club, how would you describe it, and why is it so popular amongst the membership? Oh, thanks so much, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really fun, classically designed Stanley Thompson golf course right in everyone's backyard. So we're 170 acres just sitting here right in the center of Oshawa that so many people don't know where it is, which is one of the things that's amazing. You're right in the middle of Oshawa, and you can still get away from it all. Uh, so as I said, 1906 design Stanley Thompson Golf Course. Uh, beautiful classic parkland design here. An easy walk. About 70% of our membership walks the golf course. It's still enough golf course for those that are elite. We've got a few mini-tour guys that are out of the, uh, out of the facilities here. Uh, and then all the modern amenities that you would hope for from a great patio, great restaurant, great social scene. So the mix of classic golf design and modern amenities uh, makes it a, a really popular spot in the home of golf here for Durham Region. Yeah, and speaking of amenities, you know, I haven't been there in quite some time. Always liked the golf course. Hard not to like the golf course. But when I, I came into the parking lot and uh, entered the clubhouse, I almost didn't recognize uh, it. There was just so much uh, changes done. Uh, when was the renovation, and, and, and what did you exactly do? Because I, I can definitely see some food and beverage option uh, changes, patio, uh, pro shop has been relocated. Uh, it, it's, it was a real overhaul to the, to the clubhouse. Absolutely. No, we, I mean, we looked at the flow and functionality of the main floor. Uh, we always wanted to, uh, you know, keep it functioning, keeping the aesthetics up, but we realized, uh, that we had some flow issues there. So what we did is we changed the main layout. So we took on a $3.3 million renovation. Uh, we updated the uh, the locker rooms, the dining facilities, changed the layout to the main floor. Now we have this uh, beautiful patio connected to the restaurant. We have two sides to the restaurant now, Stanley's, which is a little more casual, pub side, and Thompson's, which is a little more formal side uh, for a little quieter dining experience. A couple private dining rooms in there, uh, and then we gave uh, the pro shop a little more 
view lines and functionality with the first tee and the putting green. So changed a bit of the layout um, and made it much more functional. And then aesthetically, it's just absolutely beautiful now. Yeah, it is beautiful. And it, it touched on something with the, some of the food and beverage options and, and, and the way the place is laid out because uh, you, you very much try to promote the culture of the club and, and the community of the club and, and create it as a gathering place. It's not just about golf, but it's about the programs and the people. And you can't really do that if it's not that welcoming environment to hang around and have a drink or have dinner or, or get into a program. So um, tell us a little bit about the culture of the club. You know, what type of member is a member of Oshawa Golf Club and and, you know, why do they join, so to speak? You know, and I think it's, what's been fun is I've noticed, this, you know, we've just been mentioning it as the club, and that's what we want it to be. I mean, we have this fantastic Stanley Thompson-designed golf course here, but we really want it to be the club, and we want it to be the club for everyone so it has a bit of everything. Uh, anywhere from those just new to the sport. I mean, we have over 300 simply social members at the club that are just here to take advantage of the social life, um, the culture. They have a little bit of access to the golf course, but even if you're not a, a really pronounced golfer, is it still be the club for you so wonderful social scene um even on the smaller events the pasta nights the pizza nights live music on the patio uh all the way out to the big golfing events and our, our men's leagues that run on 120 people now um each wednesday night junior leagues ladies league mixed leagues so a little bit for everyone here and the social scene's just fantastic. Um, the few staff that, that run that are in charge of it. The big events, Canada Day, uh, upcoming Mother's Day brunch, the past Easter brunch. Easter brunch, we've had over 300 uh, reservations here. And so it's just such a fun club to be at. It just happens to be a, a great two-sport club with six curling pads and a, a Stanley Thompson classic golf course. That's amazing. You know, it's kind of the proof's in the pudding with those numbers. 300 people for Easter uh, brunch and then a... 120 uh, for your league nights. That uh, it tells you right there that uh, people love being a part of the community. So, OshawaGolf.com is the website. OshawaGolf.com for more information. Uh, uh, Will, before we let you go, uh, I know there's a lot of membership opportunities. I know there's different categories all over the place, and I don't want to get into all the different ways you can join Oshawa because we have many different. Uh, listeners that listen to our program that engage with Golf Talk Canada and uh, if they live out in the Durham region and they're out your way, I, I think uh, it's crazy if they don't uh, take a look and, uh, and and poke around Oshawa Golf Club to see if there's something there that interests them. But the one thing that leaked out for me is your Young Professionals program. For our listeners that are under the age of 40, uh, you guys make it very advantageous to be a part of Oshawa Golf Club. No, for sure. We, we realize that, that this group is um, a little underappreciated, I think, in the golf industry. So, you know, even just the restructuring of the title that we have with the young professionals, we wanted to make it known that they, we just see them as younger and in a little different stage of life and not lesser. Uh, and so we've structured the, uh, the membership so that from 19 years and up, you can get a full unrestricted membership at the golf club at what we think is a really reasonable price point and the way we've structured everything that way. Uh, we have under 40 social groups here um, and under 40 committees that are they're giving a voice to this membership. It's a demographic that's been growing in the club, and we would love to continue to grow. So for anyone out there, 19 to 40, uh, looking for a home to play and a, and a family to become a part of, please do reach out, and I think you'll find a great home here. 
Oshawa Golf and Country Club. It's Oshawa Golf and Country Club at OshawaGolf.com. Will, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me, and uh, hopefully we can get out and play some golf this year at some point. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to getting out there with you. And it's been a few years since I've played the golf course, so uh, looking forward to seeing it again uh, and getting out there and playing some golf with you. That's great. Thanks so much, Mark. Of course, you're always welcome. We'll uh, we'll discuss how many strokes have to go which way later, but uh, you're always welcome <laughs> here, and thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Will. There's Mark Sacchino with uh, Will Mitchell from the Oshawa Golf Club, and uh, Mark Sacchino is now checking yes. in. He's going to be here with us in the next segment. I can't wait to talk to Mark Sacchino. I want to, yeah, I'm curious, like, are they inside? I know it's supposed yeah, to be like lightning. Does he have a toque on? Does exactly. he have layers on? We'll get him to do the weather update, and yes. then we'll get him to do the golf update. Yeah, in that yeah. order. In that order, I, I think. And then we'll get an update on his on his vacation. I mean, he was looking tanned. I will say that on, on Golf Talk this week. He was... Uh, I, th- I think <laughs> more burned than tanned, but, but we'll, uh, we'll... Having the time of his life! <laughs> yeah, he was having the time of his life, and we're having the time of our life Are we Golf ever? Talk Canada. Okay, Mark Sacchino is coming up next when we return. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada on a crisp and cool spring morning in Toronto. The weather right now outside says 7 degrees. Um, Shorts weather. Shorts, yeah. yeah. Shorts. Uh, I'm wondering what the weather's like down yeah. uh, in Dallas, Texas, where we find Mark Zacchino. Good morning, Mark. Do you have your ski toque on? What do you have? What are you wearing? What's the weather like there? <laughs> Umbrella out? I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, it is not that much better in Dallas. This does not feel like Texas in May. I, you know, I've worked this event before. I've worked Colonial, which is two weeks from now. Uh, you know, we come down here prepared, as you know, you guys could imagine, to sweat to death. This week we have. Rose. It has just been so cold, so damp. I don't know how this golf course, Trinity Forest, has been able to take this amount of water, but it has. Uh, and now we find uh, a day on a Saturday that was already pushed back. They already went to, decided last night we're going to go to threesomes and we're going to push back tea times because there, there was a storm blowing in. Another storm, I should say, not a storm, another storm. And now we've pushed back another two hours. So it, uh, I think the first group off is going to noon Eastern, so mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a long day here in Dallas. Yeah, a long, a long day for sure, Mark. And uh, you know, I'm just curious. You know, this golf course obviously has changed a little bit with with the weather, but uh, just just seeing it on TV, it, it, it's something that we don't see, you know, that often. It's, a, it's it looks a little different than uh, some of the other courses on tour in terms of like very little to few trees and the green complexes are absolutely massive. What are your thoughts on this golf course? You know, I, I'm still torn on it, and this is the first time I've been at this golf course. Last time I worked the AT&T Byron Nelson, it would have been back at TPC Four Seasons, where it was uh, hosted for so many uh, decades, and, and this is a complete departure from that. Mm-hmm. And, 
normally I kind of like a golf course like this. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Cora Crenshaw, and I love link style golf. Uh, the challenge here has been in May, they've never had it the way they want, you know, really as hard as, I don't think they're ever going to have it as hard and as dry and as firm as they want it. And I think, I think to see the genius in this golf course, it needs to be rock hard. It needs to be as if you are playing in Scotland, as you guys are aware, when you go over there and you get to play shots on the ground and get to play the game on the ground and see those high hops and those big bounces. That's what this is built to do. And instead, we're getting the opposite. And, uh, and that's why these scores are so low. These green, green complexes here average 13,000 square feet. You know, the average green on the PGA Tour is 6,000. So it's more than double the average green size. And fairways would be just as much. And no surprise to see Brooks Kepka do well here, guys. Not just to say that, you know, because he's one of the top players in the world, but look at courses where he's played well. Look at what he did at Aaron Hills when he gave him a 200-yard fairway and, and huge greens to work with. You know, he just uh, he likes this style of golf and, and finished almost with five in a row yesterday. Could have birdied the last for five in a row, ended up four. Uh, a four birdie run that ended on 18, but uh, it's, a, it's a unique golf course. If you're watching the broadcast today or listening to us on PGA Tour Radio, uh, the best is number three and 11. Three and 11, they share the same putting surface, so it's like a double green, kind of a tribute to St. Andrews. 36,000 square feet is the putting surface. So. Wow. What are they, just have, just have a mower that just never stops? Like, by the time it gets to one end, it's going to be time to cut the front end again. I said, Bob, the, I said, the guys, I said, the last time I saw a surface this big that anyone was playing on, there was a blue line. Yeah. There were two blue lines and a red line. Exactly. <laughs> uh, listen, Sung Kang had quite the round yesterday, a 61 course record. Uh, not not surprisingly, and he has a uh, he's built a four shot lead. That's a mm-hmm. that's a pretty uh, good thirty six hole lead at uh, any day on the PGA Tour. Yeah, uh, I was with him yesterday. I'll be with him again today. Uh, he'll play alongside Matt Every again for three days in a row, and Tyler Duncan will join that group as the final threesome. Uh, He's done everything well, guys, but the number that leaps out is, is the putting. The strokes came putting. He beat the field yesterday by four and a half shots just with his putter. Wow. So that was just his putter alone. So it, it, I don't know. If the putter goes cold, he's still hitting it well. He doesn't need to putt like that to, to keep in this golf tournament and protect this lead. He just needs to putt well. Uh, if the putter continues to stay hot, look out. But uh, third rounds have been a problem for him. He's 153rd in. Uh, stroke average in the third round on the PGA Tour. So Saturdays have not been kind to him. So I think today's a big day. Uh, I don't know if you saw his final putt, his final hole yesterday. He had everything in cruise control yesterday, and for the first time all day, he ran into problems on the final hole. He had a a 70-footer for birdie at the back of the green at 18, 70-foot putt, and he left it 14 feet short. and, And everybody's thinking, you know, to have a day like today, where you know you played absolutely flawless, and now you're going to drop a shot on the last hole. Uh, you know it's not the way you want to end the day and head to the weekend. And he got up there and he buried the 14 footer. So I think that told me a lot about where his head's at. That, that was a bit of a gut check time, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to see if he can finally break that Saturday jinx on tour. Well, speaking of Saturday jinx and guys who have you know really struggled on the weekend this year, Jordan Spieth uh, yet again he, he's in contention here. Uh, T10 after two rounds. 
But this season, he's been one of the worst players on tour in, uh, during the weekend. Uh, third round scoring average is tied for 202nd. His final round scoring average is 207th out of only 213 players. Uh, Mark, you mentioned before uh, at the start of the week that he's embracing the struggle he's currently going through. What have you seen uh, from Jordan this week so far? Oh, a lot of guts. He's certainly fighting and working hard, guys. We can't, you know, we can't take that away from him. He he is he is doing his best here and, and grinding to get out of this. I think this is going to sound funny because he needs to put kind of positive uh, blocks together and start moving forward. I'm not so sure, guys. What we see this week is an indicator of anything. I, I don't know if this week's finish is going to tell us much, regardless of how good he does or how poor he does. And I say that because this, this ballpark is just ridiculously wide. Mm-hmm. It's going to be soft again. We just got a ton of really huge storm delayed again. So this tar- these targets just got wider. So for a guy who's been playing Army golf for the last year and a bit, uh, left, right, left, right, uh, that two-way miss is still going on this week. It's, uh, you know, he still does not have that uh, under control. Uh, he's still missing it to both sides. Uh, the one thing I have seen is I, I thought I hadn't seen him like make those little mental errors from five feet or three feet and miss those real short putts that we you know we've been watching over the last little while. I haven't really seen any of that uh, this week. Uh, I think you know Bob has articulated over the last six months that his putting has has been on an upward mm-hmm. uh, trend, has gotten better. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to learn a thing about his ball striking this week. Because if you can hit greens in regulation over the next 36 holes here at Trinity Forest, you are completely lost in, in the darkness. There's no reason why you shouldn't be hitting at least 15 greens around or better over the next 36 holes. The fairways are that wide, the greens are that large, and the conditions are that soft. There's not a breath of wind, really. We're looking at 10 miles an hour, maybe. Um, again, unless the wind completely flips around, if he doesn't hit 30 greens minimum in the next two days, uh, he's no no further ahead than where he was a week ago, a month ago, two months ago. If if you were to put a wager down, Mark, on who would end up on Sunday as low Slovakian, would you bet it on Rory Sabatini? <laughs> 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 I think that's, that's one of the great one of the great stories is uh, for those who don't know Rory Sabatini has changed his citizenship to Slovakian uh, in part because his wife is Slovakian but also some people are suggesting maybe to get into the Olympics mm-hmm. uh, but he's in fifth place and and a realistic question here is when you look at the chasers back there is there anyone who uh, who stands out at you we've got Matt Jones um, we've got uh, Roberto Diaz Bo Hostler Martin Laird uh, and obviously Brooks Kepka, but is there anyone out there who's sort of that's caught your eye so far this week? Well, I think Rory, uh, you know, if you look at the last few months, he's quietly played a lot better golf than what we've seen of him over the last couple of years. If, uh, you know, so Rory's certainly a name just because uh, he's been popping up on leaderboards more often than uh, than he has in some time. So that name obviously uh, jumps out at me. You know, uh, if it was a race, guys, I'd, I'd pick Matt Jones if it was a race. This guy, I love watching Matt Jones. You want to solve slow play on the PGA Tour? <laughs> Send Matt Jones and Sam Burns out on a t- in a twosome <laughs> at the start of every tournament and say, okay, keep up with these guys. <laughs> I mean, incredible to watch. Uh, but really the obvious one, you know, look, let's look at this, this leaderboard you know, and look at the guys here that we've outlined here and look at the resumes. And 
it's not even close. We've got, you know, Sun Kang, he's 31 years old. He turned professional in 2011, and he's looking for his first win. Uh, you know, Tyler Duncan looking for his first win. Matt Every won twice on tour, but if it's not at Bay Hill, apparently he doesn't win. So, uh, you know, with both victories coming at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So if, if there's just one guy that just leaps out, and it's hard not to think that. It is very difficult to not believe right now that if Sun Kang, Sun Kang excuse me, uh, falters, if he falls back and he opens up and kicks open a large door, that it isn't going to be Brooks Kepka as the guy that walks through that. I know 36 holes is a long way to go. I know we see guys blow five or four or five shot leads on Sundays. This just isn't that kind of golf course. It's very hard to get in trouble right now around this golf course. So mm-hmm. uh, having a lead is, 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 means a lot more around here. Uh, you're, you know, there's a lot of courses we play on the PGA Tours, especially when we get to places like Sawgrass and Augusta and Majors, where you're one swing away from coughing up a big lead. Man, I can't find that hole out here. I cannot find the hole at Trinity Forest where one swing is going to cough up a lead. You've got to you've got to play a string of bad holes to give away four shot leads around this golf course. Well, you mentioned there, Mark, uh, major championships, uh, and we have one coming up next week at Bethpage Black. Uh, um, What are your thoughts heading into this uh, event, first of all? And, and, uh, you know, uh, we saw Tiger Woods play uh, practice round uh, there earlier this week. He hasn't obviously played since he won his 15th major at Augusta National. Uh, What do you think uh, we'll see from Tiger uh, Thursday at Bethpage? You know, Tiger, who knows, guys? Mm-hmm. He's practicing a lot. He's, he's been there quite a bit. Uh, but he hasn't played. And, and does rust matter when we talk about this guy, competitive rust? I have no clue. You know, back in the day when he was in his prime, he'd do stuff like this all the time, not play, show up at a major and win. But, you know, he's going to be he's 43 now. Mm-hmm. This is a different guy. So I don't know. He's so hard to handicap. I have a hard time thinking from what we've seen last year in the majors, from what we saw at Augusta, from what we're seeing again this week and what we saw at Zurich. At Zurich two weeks ago, Kepka basically carried his brother around for four days and almost won that golf tournament at Zurich. And he basically, you know, put Chase on his back and, and walked 72 holes. So what we're seeing again this week at, at Trinity Forest, I find it very hard not to make Kepka the favorite. Will he win? Who knows? You know what I mean? But for me, guys, he's the money favorite. I don't care what Vegas says about Rory. I don't care what Vegas says about DJ Tiger, etc. Kepka should be the money favorite right now, uh, based on, I think, what we've seen over the last you know, 14, 15, 16 months, and even in a shorter window, what we've seen in the last 30 to 45 days. Uh, only one Canadian made the cut this week, Roger Sloan. And uh, we've got two Canadians moving on to play at the PGA Championship next week in Adam Hadwin and uh, Corey Connors. Um, if I was to tell, ask you which one of those two you think is going to play better at the PGA, who would you pick? I'm going with Corey, guys, and, and that's no shot against Adam because, you know, Adam's won, so's Corey. They're both great players. I'm just looking at, you know, just recent form and confidence. I think uh, you look at what Corey did at Acosta. Played four rounds of golf, was competitive, really right till Sunday. I think Sunday, you'd like to have Sunday back. Uh, once you've been on that stage at Augusta and have gone through that golf course, I don't care what major it is, you're never going to feel uh, overwhelmed or you're never going to feel like starstruck by a major again. I think the only thing Augusta doesn't prepare you for is maybe Ryder Cup stage 
which Corey will never have to worry about. Maybe he can get on a President's Cup stage, but that's still a much smaller stage than a Ryder Cup stage. So, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I'd go with Corey. What, who would you two go with right now if you had to pick one Canadian to win the Canadian honors next week? I think Corey's got the has got a lot of momentum going in where he is right now, but I don't think you want to underestimate Adam. I think if Adam is just uh, one good putting round away from really getting himself in, into contention sure. and uh, hopefully we'll see them both, that would yeah. be great. But, yeah. but I think it's probably going to end up being Corey this week based on what we saw. But again, either one of those well, guys can play well. What would be great, guys, is you know, the, the President's Cup points you know, in those events and World Golf Championship events mm-hmm. and obviously majors and whatnot, uh, you know, that they're worth more, right? In the last, in this last twelve-month window, in the current window, where it is a pro, uh, in their twenty-four-month window, the point points are obviously more important in in the second, in the latter. Uh, it would be great if they both have great finishes because I would love to. What I would love to see more than anything else this year, if you're asking, what you know, what I'd love to see. You know, give me three, four, five wishes of what you want with the rest of this PGA Tour season. One of them would be a Canadian pair at the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to see that. And obviously, Adam and, and Corey are the guys that are more most likely to make that happen. And I think if they have good finishes at majors, play well in big events, I think we could. I think it might be a reality. That that would just be awesome. Corey Connors currently 13th on the list, and Adam Hadwin currently 20th. Mark, uh, stay dry, stay warm. Uh, remember, if the lightning starts to go, you know, get down into a bunker and lie down in there. Uh, but 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 stay safe out there, and we'll be listening to you on the air, and uh, we'll be uh, talking to you from uh, Bethpage as we uh, do our one-hour preview golf talk Canada, the television show, uh, PGA Championship preview. Uh, yes, thanks, guys. Adam, I'll see you Tuesday. In yes, sir. Studio. Bob, I will see you through the magic of satellite connection. <laughs> there we go. Through the monitor <laughs> at that stage. Thanks, guys. Have a okay. great day. Thanks, Mark. And there is uh, Mark Sacchino down in Dallas uh, where he's going to do some work for uh, PGA Tour Radio on the, at the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic if it ever gets underway. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll take a look at the leaderboards, and we'll fill you in on uh, 20 weeks of TaylorMade, what you're going to win this week if you are in the mix. That's coming up next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. And Mark Zucchino is down in Dallas. And so it's Bob Weeks and Adam Scully here manning the microphones. And uh, we're wrapping up another edition of Golf Talk Canada. I want to mm. um, give a shout-out. Yes, this is very cool. A, this is a cool story. guy at my golf club, Western Golf and Club. Country Club. Robert Boyko was playing uh, this week, and he went up onto the fourth hole, par, par uh, three, and guess what he did? One. He docked it in the hole. Four holes later, the eighth hole, he steps up on the tee. Guess what he did? He shoots, he scores. Yeah. Back to back, uh, well, <laughs> on par threes, two hole-in-ones in one round consecutively on the par threes. That's an unbelievable Mark, he added a birdie on the 15th hole as well. So he played all four par threes in a total score of eight. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's unbelievable! <laughs> that amazing. Well, I, I remember on the PGA Tour, this would have been five, six years ago, when Brian Harmon yeah. had two, but only one was on camera. That's right. So, that's so right. it was very strange to think, oh, we didn't see the first one, but here's the second one. And, I actually yeah. sent a note down to the PGA Tour guys down there, and they said it's been done three times, apparently, where guys had a hole in one, two holes in one on the same round. But it's wow. pretty rare. But uh, none of them were one consecutive par threes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a pretty good mark for for. Uh, and it's going to happen Mr. later Blanco. today at Baby Country Club. <laughs> there we go. We we'll tee it up. <laughs> All right, let's take a look around at uh, the leaderboards as uh, we get set to uh, say goodbye here. Uh, why don't you start us off? Okay, uh, PGA Tour, uh, AT&T Byron Nelson, Sung Kang, your leader. Four-shot lead after 36 holes over Matt Every, Tyler Duncan. Brooks Kepka, five shots off the pace in fourth. Uh, Jordan Spieth as well, T10. Roger Sloan, the lone Canuck to make the cut at T67 at two under par. All right, at the KC Golf Classic in Kansas City, Missouri, the uh, leader is Luke Guthrie. This is the Web.com Tour event. He has a two-shot lead over Tim Wilkinson. Also, Michael Gellerman and Anthony Smotherman are uh, in the hunt, as well as Jack McGuire. A couple of Canadians made the cut. Albin Choi tied for 36 right now, and Michael Gligic. Uh, tied for 45th, and those guys are actually, well, Michael's actually on the course right now, and he's one under through one hole. So the 54 watch is out for him. Mike Weir, Brad Frisch, and Ryan Yip uh, missed the cut. The 54 hole watch is on for sure. European Tour British Masters hosted by Tommy Fleetwood. Mm. Matt Wallace, your leader at 15 under par. He's a three-shot lead over a couple guys. Uh, notably, Victor Dubisaw making wow. a bit of a... I haven't heard that name Where's in a while. Uh, sixth place right now. He is six shots off the lead. Eddie Pepperell, Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood, uh, and a couple other guys are seven shots off the lead. Uh, Beef Johnston is also up there in the top. Uh, 20 it looks like and uh, Austin Conley Canadian missed the cut we haven't seen much from Beef or Victor Dubosson no have we but, not uh, no. uh, the Champions Tour PGA Tour Champions has a major this week it is the region's tradition Steve Stricker is your leader through 36 holes he has a total score of um, 132 good for 12 under par he's two ahead of David Toms Billy Andre is a shot back uh, lone Canadian in there. He's actually doing quite well. He's uh, Stephen Ames. He's tied for 11th, and he is three under through his first six holes mm. uh, today. So good for Stephen Ames. Good for Stephen Ames, and I should say that leaderboard update was brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906, the home of golf in Durham, now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for 2019. To find out how you can visit oshawagolf.com. Tradition, community, golf. Uh, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues this week. What are we giving away? This week, we are giving away a PGA Championship staff bag and head cover. Wow. The same bag that each of the TaylorMade staffers are carrying this week. Or their caddies are carrying this week. And <laughs> or, uh, or on the card if you're John Daly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, these bags, they're, they're pretty sweet. i got to say, I've seen them. They're colorful. They're awesome. And to win, all you need to do is follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, at Canada. If you are already following us, you are already in the draw. Uh, I want to correct something that we said earlier oh. in the show about uh, lift clean in place. Mm. There has been lift clean in place in the PGA Championship. In fact, it was in 2016 at Baltus Roll, yep. where the conditions were absolutely mud, uh, muddy. Yeah. So um, uh, maybe they have to do that next week. We're hoping that uh, the weather not, will yeah. be a little bit better. Yeah. It's not uh, looking too great. It's looking wet. It's looking cool. 
Um, but I think they'll get through somehow. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. And, of course, uh, Golf Talk Canada, 60-minute, hour-long special coming up this week. You're traveling to Beth Page uh, early in the week on Monday, and uh, you'll be there for Tiger Woods press conference. You'll be speaking to the Canadians. You'll be on tsn.ca. You'll be on SportsCenter. You're going to be everywhere. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll keep it all covered for you. Just stay tuned to TSN for all your coverage of the PGA Championship, including live golf, of course. Uh, and we'll have uh, another, uh, another two hours of Golf Talk Canada radio Next week, yes, we will. Championship. And, and Mark will be back in the studio. Yes. Sunburn and all. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend out there and hope you get out in the golf course. Take care. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.